This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and this is Stranger Than. Uh, Today we are going to tell you about weird-ass, creepy things, maybe uh, violent things, uh, perhaps explicit things. It's hard to say with what today will bring. It is, it is, since we always try to kind of like surprise each other. We don't tell each other what we're going to do ahead of time, so it just makes it fun. Fun it does us. make it fun. And hopefully it fun for you guys. Fun. Hopefully. <laughs> well, uh, do you... How about I read a, a couple articles and then you do whatever you're going to do and then I'll carry on if we need to? All right. Sounds like a plan. So I got a couple weird articles. Uh, it's a weird news about animals. Oh, okay. Real animals. Animals that are proven to be alive. They, uh, both articles are from the New York Post, and uh, the first one here is California Court Rules Bees Are Now Fish. What? This was released today, uh, the day of recording, June 4th, 2022. In an only in California decision, an appeals court in the Golden State has ruled that some types of bees are now legally considered to be fish. The head-scratching decision by the California Court of Appeals was hailed by proponents as a win for the bumblebees. It reversed a lower court's ruling in favor of agricultural interests, who argued the state's Endangered Species Act protected only birds, mammals, fish, amphibians, reptiles, and plants, not bees or other bugs. The decision was a victory for environmental groups and the state's Fish and Game Commission, which had pushed to list four bumblebee species as endangered. The court, in its opinion, gave the commission the right to list invertebrate species like the bee as endangered, even if they're not aquatic animals. The judges wrote that although the term fish is colloquially and commonly understood to refer to aquatic species, the law makes the legal definition of fish not so limited, Fox News reported. Matthew Sanders of Stanford Law School's Environmental Law Clinic hailed the decision as a win for the bumblebees, all imperiled invertebrates in California, and the California Endangered Species Act. Insects are foundational to California's agricultural production and healthy ecosystems, he told Reuters. Sanders' client, the Xerces Society for Invertebrate Conservation, Defenders of Wildlife, and the Center for Food Safety, petitioned the Fish and Game Commission in 2018 to add the Crotch's bumblebee, Franklin's bumblebee, Suckley Cuckoo Bumblebee and Western Bumblebee to the state's endangered species. Crotch. Loving the names. Crotch the Bumblebee. Names. The Crotch Bumblebee. Yeah. That sounds like something like a terrible affliction. It does. Like I've got a terrible crotch bee. It just buzzes. It's weird. <laughs> that sounds unfortunate. It secretes a honey-like substance. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that could be good, you know, depending on how you look at it. It depends. The commission designated the four as candidate species, providing them interim protections while considering whether to classify them as endangered. However, 
the Almond Alliance of California, the California Farm Bureau Federation, and five other agricultural groups filed a lawsuit in Sacramento County Superior Court in a bid to clarify that CESA does not protect insects. In 2020, the Superior Court ruled the law's reference to invertebrates had to be read in context and included only aquatic animals. Paul Wieland of Nassiman led counsels for the agricultural groups, said his clients are disappointed and reviewing their legal options. So, you know, it's weird that farmers would be against having bees being, in, I mean, bees do nothing but help farmers. Right. They're like essential to. Yeah. You need those motherfuckers. Having crops grow. Yeah. But you can't grow shit without it like pollination. Like as far as I know, like I'm pretty sure that's like a an essential part of the equation. But Yeah, but you know, again, then again, maybe there what are What the fuck some... do I know about shit? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but maybe there's just like some restrictions on uh what you can do. Like maybe it's not as easy as you just can't kill bees, but you have to like if you find a beehive or whatever, you can't. I don't know. There's probably something that makes it shitty for those people i'd say it's probably more around like pesticides like getting rid of other pests that could be like dangerous to bees you know true that's probably yeah i'd say that's probably the the main issue there is like what you can do to like keep critters away like you don't want to keep the bees away but also you don't want all these other bugs to like be eating your shit and no exactly yeah Well, here's another lovely article. You're going to love this one. This one is also from New York Post, May 3rd, 2022. Testicle fish has social media convinced it's really a sex toy. Oh, wow. Okay. A video of a fish shaped like a pair of testicles has been circulating online, and social media users are extremely entertained. Roman Rortsov, a fisherman and photographer from Murmansk, Russia, loves to share all his weird findings out at the sea. The 39-year-old adventurer has previously released images of a fish that some suggested looked like a vagina. And now he's shared a ship uh, to Instagram of a slimy-textured, lewd-looking fish that resembles testicles and has garnered more than 363,000 views and topped 10,400 likes. Fedortsov captioned the post, translated from Russian, simply, quote, And such unusual representatives of the underwater world are caught in the trawler. Unquote. It looks like testicles. It looks like shaven testicles. Straight up looks like fucking testicles. What's his Instagram handle? I want to look him up. I'd look him up right now if my phone wasn't like charging downstairs. <laughs> uh, the link will be in the show notes. And so all of you, you and all of our lovely listeners can view these testicle fish. That's awesome. Instagram users immediately found the humor in the resemblance. The forbidden fleshlight, one viewer commented with a reference to the popular autoerotic device, with another agreeing, okay, this one is clearly a sex toy. Chill, my girlfriend is looking over my shoulder, someone else quipped, with one person adding, dear reader, you don't need to call them. I thought it was a raw chicken breast, one user observed, which I can see. It does kind of look like raw chicken. But apparently, penis-evoking fish aren't just local to Russia. Thousands of pulsing penis fish washed ashore in California in 2019, causing confused reactions to the creature's erotic shape. Oh my gosh, did you have to use the word pulsing? Uh, (laughs) I did not write the article, um, but yes. Oh my gosh. So I do remember when the penis fish, like, got onto the beaches in California. That was, that was, that was some hilarity. 
But yeah, the thing totally looks like balls. It's really strange. Interesting. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that will be in the show notes. You can, guys can take a look at that. It's, uh, uh, it's something else. Something I 100% else gotta get on Insta and take a look at the uh, pussy and sackfish. Yeah, it did not give his Instagram handle. That's oh, rude. I mean, actually, it should... it's just got a it's got a link to it. Okay, because uh, you know, if you're writing oh an God. article about a guy, you got to give him. <laughs> are you on the page now? <laughs> yeah, it's just some of the some of the fish are crazy. The underwater is a wild and wacky place. It is indeed. Uh, yeah. So, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> talk about. Some houses that bleed. Houses that bleed? Yes. That sounds... I'm glad my house doesn't bleed. I'm glad my house doesn't bleed either. Like, it bleeds water through the fucking basement like a motherfucker. Um, yeah, you but know, at least that's I've, just water and not, you know... And not blood. actual human blood. Yeah, there hasn't been any human blood bleeding through just Because that would stink. Yeah, so far it's just been rainwater, but let me tell you, that, that is a bitch in itself, and I've, uh, I've really been working hard to try and stave it off. Patch that hole? Uh-huh, patch that hole. I've been, you know, knocking out walls, doing some fucking masonry. Uh, none of that would be possible without my badass neighbor helping me, because... <laughs> well, you know, we'll call you the Joanna of all trades. That's right. I'm learning a lot, I'm learning a lot, but... Oh my gosh, it's a fucking pain in my ass. It's pouring right now. And I'm like, great. What's going to come through this time? Oh, right. Yeah. Hopefully not all the shit you already put in there. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, there's just like one little hole left in that patch I put on last weekend. And it started raining during the week. And like water started coming through it. And a giant ass beetle. Ah, of course. It was so gross. It was disgusting. Like how big of a beetle? Like it was a big one. It was a big... Yeah, like a big thumb black beetle like just came crawling through there because it's coming through like the original like stone um foundation. Yeah. 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 It was pretty cool to like uh chip away at that and reveal it because my house was built in 1928 and it's just kind of kind of marveling at that stone foundation that's yeah, like, been damn. there almost 100 years. Still there. Yeah, well, and somebody did that probably by hand. I mean, yeah. like they took those rocks out of the river you know, like somebody hauled those big ass rocks out of the river and then slapped some mortar and like pieced them all together that's uh how they the used to do it Fuck. of my house it's pretty awesome and then there was the whole like uh discovery i think i'll, I'll share it to the group what i found in the walls when i was uh, taking out yes. some of the moldy drywall in my basement there was a uh notebook sealed in plastic and I, you know, was like taking a sledgehammer and like, you know, taking pieces of the wall out. And suddenly I noticed that there was something inside the wall. And I pull it out and it's a binder, uh, like, you know, uh, some like discipleship manual. Master discipleship. Master discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's some kind of master's uh guide to uh discipleship <laughs> basically <laughs> was that like christian shit 
I, I think it is. I Probably. think it is. I haven't actually, like, the outside, I mean, it was in, like, a gross moldy wall, so I haven't taken the plastic off and actually flipped through the manual, the discipleship manual. But, um, yeah. Pretty weird. I mean, couldn't, yeah, couldn't have been, like, a Christian. big stack of fucking money or, uh, you know, some, you know, ancient book of spells or anything. No, Although that, that might not. bring trouble. That might bring trouble. I, I, I should be grateful. It's just some like, you know. Discipleship is the condition or situation of being a disciple, a follower, or student of some philosophy, especially a follower of Christ. Yes. So it's just like probably, you're probably not supposed to read it as a woman. I'm um. going to be, I mean, so, I mean, I don't know if that's really proper for you. Maybe you should find a man to read that. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Could be. I, I, I need to do that and be like, uh, here, sir, you know. Yeah. I found this. <laughs> I think this is menfolk stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave you a hammer? Oh. And then that's how Joanna got burned in Kansas. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, my sources for my bleeding house stories are uh, waterlooarchitecture.com, www.nydailynews.com, www.trulyadventure.us, and finally, theghostinmymachine.com. So we'll start off with one of the more famous bloodhouse cases. And this is the bloodhouse at Fountain Drive. And the people involved were one Minnie Winston, age 77 at the time, and Willie Winston, age 79 at the time. Minnie and Willie? Minnie and Willie. And very similar, like those names are shaped very similarly. Mm-hmm. Willie Winston. How do you like that? Minnie Winston. And this, the occurrence took place on September 8th, 1987 at their home at 1114 Fountain Drive, Atlanta, Georgia. Millie Winston was just relaxing one evening, having a bath, as people do. It's one of my you know, preferred pastimes for having a relaxing evening. And she first made contact with the mysterious blood pools after she had stepped out of her bath bathtub as she walked she stepped into a red puddle it appeared to bubble up through the tile of the floor right at her feet that's a drag right I get, you get out of the bath you're clean uh -huh. you step in blood and you instantly step in a pool of blood that seems to be like seeping up from the tile well her first thought was to her husband because he was not in the best of health, and she was worried that maybe he had had some sort of accident. So she goes out of the bathroom, and as she goes out of the bathroom into the hall, that's when she notices uh, blood just kind of everywhere along the baseboards and across the wall, and like you know, it's kind of like splattered all over the place. Looked like Freddy Krueger had gone in there and yeah. done Freddy Krueger shit. Mm-hmm, exactly. So she's calling out for her husband, and her husband gets up, and he's all like, what? What's going on? And he's totally fine, and she's totally fine. And so they start looking all over the house and basically just finding blood uh, everywhere in the house. 
Did they check the outside? Was it on the outside of the house too? It doesn't say whether or not there was any outside, but I'm, I'm imagining if there was, they would have been like, and then they checked outside, and the blood was on the outside too. So <laughs> it was in the kitchen, it was in the living room, it was in the bathroom, in the hallway, it was in the basement, and in the crawl space. So Jesus, <laughs> just like yeah. fucking everywhere. Yeah, just just all of a sudden, your house is just fucking covered in blood. Like so, I didn't really want to clean every surface of my house, but I guess I'm going to now. Right. Well, I mean, sometimes things happen that you know makes you have to do that. Yeah. Like when you get a fucking kitten and uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> damn thing just true. pees everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, I'd, I'd still prefer that over just blood. blood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, blood just oozing. Mm -hmm. Blood stains pretty bad. <laughs> it really does. It'd be a real pain in the ass to clean that up. Mm-hmm. You'd really have to be, like, buying a whole lot of, like, OxyClean there. Yeah. Well, they decided they really didn't have any other options except to call 911 because, like, what the fuck? Because what do you I would like? What do you do at that point? Yeah, what do you do when you come out and suddenly your house is just drenched, drenched in fucking blood? I guess you call nine one one. Yeah. So pretty soon the house was craw crawling with police, uh, EMTs, just uh, you know all the all the emergency type folk were were showing up and trying to make heads or tails of this crazy situation. The EMTs gave uh, Minnie and Willie a good looking over, and none of them appeared to be injured. They also uh, looked at... Willie was doing, like, home dialysis, so that's basically where, like, a machine, like, pulls all the blood out of your body and washes it and shoots it back into your body. Yeah. Because your kidneys aren't functioning. And so they made sure there wasn't any, like, malfunction going on with his, like, dialysis machine. Where it was, where like, it was just know. spraying over the entire fucking inside of the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, nothing was found to be wrong with his dialysis machine. Some, you know, lab tech people came in and, like, took samples of uh, the red substance and uh, took that back to the lab. In the meantime, the property managers, uh, father and son, they came and they looked around and made sure there was no, like, burst pipes or anything in the basement. What, like, like, something oh, with, like, did, rust. did the blood yeah. main break? <laughs> 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 Fucking hate it when that happens. Uh, yeah, they got the vampires nightmare. upstairs, and so they got the blood tap upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, no, there was no break in the blood main. That's good, that's good. Well, they took samples um, of the substance, and, uh, and it was, in fact, human blood. And Fucking it a. was type O human blood, and both of the Winstons were type A. So the blood definitely did not... <sighs> come from that. It was not theirs. It was not <laughs> theirs, but it was definitely human and it was definitely all over their fucking house. <laughs> yeah. Just all of a sudden. Adding to the mystery, when this had been discovered, they had already locked their house and set their alarm. So... The idea that it was some, like, outside person who just decided to, like, randomly, like, break into their house and spray blood everywhere. Like, that... <laughs> was probably not very likely because the house right. was already like locked down. 
the alarm would have gone off for the yeah, weird they had, blood they had bandit. Yeah, they locked up and set the alarm before all the blood had appeared. <laughs> and, yeah. The police looked into the uh, history of the house. They tried to, you know, find any, any kind of connection to where that would, you know, explain how all this blood just suddenly appeared in there. The only thing that was even remotely, uh, you know, odd maybe was that uh, back 37 years prior, the one of the previous owners had uh, died in the house after being uh, hit by a car. And the blood started right around the anniversary of the car crash. And the the previous owner had died on Halloween night. So I don't know. I mean, I guess That's maybe. Weird. Yeah, it was, it was a house? little bit Huh? Did he just like? Then he's like, I'm gonna haunt the house every 37 maybe, years. Maybe I all mean, over it. could be, could be. Like, you know, maybe he was still upset about what happened to him and just yeah. decided to uh, manifest those feelings by manifesting a bunch of blood everywhere. Maybe he was like 37 years old when he died, and so every 37 years he's gonna do it. Uh, well, according we'll to my out. sources, he was actually 41 years old. So. Oh well. I don't know. That fucking. Blows that theory out of the water. Yeah. Shit. Yep. So there, there you have it. But um, obviously, word of this began to spread. Yeah. Let's see <laughs> that. Let's see that. And so uh, within a day or so, it was just like a total circus at the house. Um, the media wanted to talk to them. And then also there was a lot of like, um, you know, paranormal researchers uh, that right. wanted to like get into the house and see I'm the blood. Sure. Yeah, they wanted to, to get into the blood house is what it, you know, came to be known as. I'm sure that these two people talked to a whole lot of people that they would not normally come into contact with. Well, actually, they didn't really want to talk to anybody because they were yeah, really no private shit. people. And, and this was like they're very old, upsetting. Right? Yeah, they were like 77 and 79. Yeah, yeah. And they've just, just always been like, you know, kind of quiet church-going folk and they didn't and really this was want all this the attention. 80s, you said? Yeah, 1987. Yeah, so they were born before, like in the early 1900s. Yeah. And so, like, what do they want with all this fucking weirdo yeah, 80s exactly. nonsense going on? <laughs> exactly. And especially because, man, Ghostbusters had to have come out right around then. It, it so probably did, people yeah. People were, mm -hmm. like, super, like, it was in the, in the public, like, mind. Yeah, and then you got this house that's just, like, oozing blood. Yeah. And it's been proven to be actual human blood. I yep. mean, there was like tons of newspaper articles about it. It was just, it was just nuts. The Atlanta police even held a press conference in regards to it on September 10th, 1987. So two days later, the Atlanta police hold a press conference over the, the blood sitch. The blood house. <laughs> where they did admit that, uh, quote, copious amounts of blood, end quote, have been found. <laughs> And Detective Cartwright, who was leading the investigation, said, quote, It's an extremely strange situation. I've been on the force for 10 years, and I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I feel like that's not something you need to tell people. I mean, you got to be like, as you can expect, this shit doesn't happen. So... <laughs> <laughs> the police were growing pretty frustrated uh, without any leads. Um, 
one detective had even like looked into all the blood banks to see if supplies had gone missing. And that came up a dead end. Like all the, all the blood banks had their blood. So, uh, that, um, you know, lead was kind of went nowhere. Yeah. They accused various uh, blood processing labs of having delayed testing and depriving investigators of additional information. So they start like fighting amongst themselves basically over it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's really what helps is when you. They, on, they also announced to the press that, quote, we have no leads at this time. If we find no crime was committed, we're through with it. End quote. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> questions were posed about whether the Winstons practiced any ritualistic or sacrificial religions and uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they're, they're in the Bible belt these <laughs> fucking, this elderly couple is definitely you know worshipping the devil right right well you know people are just looking for answers I suppose it was also alleged that maybe one of the Winstons uh, daughters who worked at a hospital could have um, possibly like gotten a hold of some blood and planted it. Um, sure. Yeah. But though that was totally unfounded and never proven. And I mean, just because a- you work at a hospital doesn't mean you just have, like, access to, like, tons of blood. Like, you know, it depends on your role there. And then also, it's probably, it's pretty well, like, tracked and... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't just, like... You can't just, out, like, walk out of there with, like, you know... A five-gallon barrel you're just rolling out the front <laughs> door. You're like, no, it's cool. This is just water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they keep they this keep is totally for barrels. like work purposes. Yeah. No, a doctor needs all this blood. I'm just rolling it to them. Now the need for um, the media and um, paranormal researchers and parapsychologists to uh, talk to the Winstons uh, started really affecting the vibe in the police department. Because they were not answering anything directly, and so they were just constantly like contacting the police department, wanting to like get a hold of the Winstons. And one police spokesperson said, "Quote: the, This place is a madhouse. We are swamped with calls." End quote. Just constantly calls flowing uh-huh. in. Hey, what's up with the blood house? Yeah, well, and just like every random person, like, "Hey, I'm a psychic. I can make it go away." Like you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> or this might be like this ancient demon. Like, have you told them this? They're in grave danger. I have to get in that house. You don't understand. So, yeah, it was, um, you know, everyone was getting kind of at their wits end over the yeah. whole uh, mysterious blood situation. <laughs> yeah. The police uh, began to distance themselves from the case with their spokesperson stating, quote, until such time that we have determined a crime was committed, it doesn't merit a whole group of investigators working on it, end quote. So once they determined, like, there was no dead body in the house and they couldn't really uh, find uh, any solid evidence that someone had actually physically planted the blood in the house somehow, some way, then they were just like, okay, we don't want anything to fucking do with it anymore. Well, I mean, shit, like, if it's not, (laughs) if there is no crime, then it's really not any of their business. Really? I mean, it isn't really a case for the police at that point. I mean, they could buy, get a private investigator to fucking, like, go through and see about stuff but or call the ghostbusters but call the ghostbusters it seemed that like millie and um willie 
didn't really, Minnie and Willie didn't really want that. <clears throat> no, I'm sure they just wanted people to fuck off so they could continue their golden years. Uh, yeah. So on September 11th, everything came to a head. The house was surrounded by the media and onlookers. And well, while inside, Minnie and Willie felt that the only thing they could do to get their life back was to take a stand against whatever was causing this madness, whatever that may be. Reporters and onlookers from the outside began hearing shouting from the inside of the house. Willie was shouting, there's no blood in this house. Now get away from here. Minnie was screaming, I don't want anything more to do with it. They weren't quite sure at first whether they were speaking to those on the outside or uh, if they were, in fact, just talking to the blood, which is, you know, what most think was was really going on. They were just kind right. of like standing there united, like, you know, you're not yeah. real. Get away Get from out of here. House. Yeah, they did the Freddy Krueger thing where it's like he had to take away the power. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm, in order to defeat it. So, yeah, get away from here. Leave us alone. There's no blood in this house. In the words of Rage Against the Machine, you've got to take the power back. That's right. That's yes. right. So, Minnie and Willie took their fucking power back. And by uh, all accounts, uh, the walls of the house never bled again. Soon, uh, the Winstons went back to life as usual for them. Good for Just, them. Yeah, living quietly and keeping themselves to themselves. They refused all requests for further investigation of the house. Yeah. Also, from that point on, whenever Minnie was questioned about the blood, she answered that it was only rust and mud. I mean, of course, that had proven to not be true. It was actually human blood, but, right, but that she was just, just kind of her. Yeah, uh huh. That was just like her way of how she kept whatever caused the blood to appear like at bay. Like it was just at it's a straight just up blood. Yep, rust, it was just, just rust yeah. and dirt. Rust <laughs> just and rust and blood. Just rust and mud. Rust yeah, and it. mud. That's it. Uh, Willie passed away peacefully a little more than two years after the events of the Blood House. Well, Minnie lived to the age of 104. She passed wow. away in 2015. And no further incidents have ever been reported at the Fountain Drive Blood House. They it's, did it. Yeah. They, they, whatever, whatever they did, it worked and the house never bled again. That's the good. End. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's what you want. You don't want your house to bleed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's unfortunate when that, that happens. Um, th but wow. How fucking crazy is that? Like, where did the blood come from? The house. <laughs> I know that happens. How did they get in the house? How did it and and just suddenly after twenty two years of living in the same house without incident, it just starts oozing blood. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it, it was. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't know how that could have happened. I don't know either. I do have a couple other stories of blood in houses that you know had an actual explanation. Really. Yeah, yeah, they're not very long. They're 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 right quick. Right quick. They're right quick little stories, but yeah, th those at least had an explanation for why the ha the houses began to bleed. Unlike this one, which is just a giant fucking mystery. Yeah, a creepy <laughs> ass fucking gross mystery. 
Yeah. Now this next one is off the WaterlooArchitecture.com website. And it had a link to the article, the original article about this house, but every time I clicked on it, it was a dead link. Oh. However, what I was able to gather from the WaterlooArchitecture.com website is that this is in reference to uh, events that happened in 2008 at a house in Brazil. There was a couple living at a house in Brazil, and suddenly blood just began to appear all over the walls and the floors. And on the website, there's some pretty graphic pictures <laughs> of the blood, and there's wow. like actual like pools of blood. And when it was investigated by the Brazilian police, uh, they noted that the blood was running down the walls to the floor, but it doesn't seem as though it had come from within the wall. It seemed that it had been sprayed upwards from the floor. Blood sprinkler. Yeah, it was like a blood sprinkler. Now, the, the husband noted that this had, ha this had occurred twice within a few days of... Um, there had been two occurrences within a few days of each other in the house. The husband had noted it that when he took a shower, nothing happened. But the two times the blood had appeared, it had been after his wife had taken a shower. And then all of a sudden, there's like blood <laughs> everywhere throughout the house. They had the blood tested, and it turned out that the blood was a match for the wife of the house. Okay. And <laughs> so this is how this happened, how their house became filled with blood on two occasions after she took a shower. Essentially, the wife had suffered, suffered from varicose veins. And one of those veins had ruptured in her leg. And apparently it had just been painless and she hadn't noticed it. So as she was stepped out of the shower and started walking about the house, she was literally spraying blood out of her leg. Now the site where the blood vessel had burst in her leg eventually coagulated and stopped. Only to reopen again in the shower a few days later because it got wet. But didn't they say it was filled with blood? It was like, there was like puddles of blood. There was... How the fuck did she not do... No way. No way. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Well, That's I mean, the bullshit. blood the blood matched her, like, DNA even. Like, it came yeah, back as but hers. I mean, and this was the only explanation that they how had. How the fuck do you bleed that much and not, like, die or feel faint? I mean, you don't, I don't have know. that much blood in you. I mean, you actually have more than you would think. I mean, yeah, if someone's I mean, drained of all their blood, it's a pretty you know, nightmarish sight. Right, um, but I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, there's Puddles. pictures, and I mean, it's definitely, like, sprayed, like, the butt, like, it's, like, you know, like, tiny droplets, like, you know, and, like, pools of blood from those droplets. And Like, uh, big pools or just, like, small? Like, small, like, you know, smallish pools, but just, just a, a quite a bit of blood, you know, and it's sprayed along the walls, and... Yeah. I feel like did she have a mark on her leg or something? Um, I guess they did nothing that anybody saw at first. It wasn't until after they like analyzed the blood then found it to be a match to her that they finally were able to like piece together what might have actually happened here. And it was huh. that she had a, a varicose vein burst in her leg. 
And so the first time she emerged from the shower, she was like spraying blood out her leg <laughs> all over the house. And then a few days later, it happened again. It reopened and, and sprayed out all over the place. And at that point, that's when like, you know, the police have been called in and you know, trying to figure out, like, you know, why their house keeps getting sprayed down in blood, and it was because of her and her varicose vein. Yeah, I so. don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. That seems fishy to me. I like how you're skeptical about this one, but, you know, you just, like, accept, like, the, the fucking Atlanta blood house just bleeding for no apparent fucking reason. Well, you know? I mean, like, it just seems like if there's pools of blood, if there's, like, even just puddles of blood, that you would... Feel faint, you know, if you lose that much blood. I mean, people maybe who give she felt blood, faint because she just, she thought she felt faint because of seeing all the blood, you know, because all of a sudden your house is like hosed down in blood and you can't figure out why. And yeah, but I mean, would you come on? Faint. Wouldn't you check your be like, am I bleeding somewhere? And like check yourself. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems, it seems like you would, but apparently this had it, this had gone unnoticed. I, I mean, they they were case. they were pretty convinced that somebody was like you know fucking with them. Like they wanted to press charges against whoever this person was that was like coming into their house and spraying it down with blood. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean they weren't trying to get any media attention because they steadfastly wanted to remain anonymous. Yeah, yeah. Still, so they I were don't doing know. it for attention. They thought somebody was I fucking with know. them when in actuality she's like just like spraying blood out of her fucking leg and didn't realize it. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. Occasions. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I don't like I don't like that answer. You don't like that answer? No, I don't like that answer. The answer is I don't dumb. like that answer either because it freaks me out. Not because I don't believe <laughs> it, because, you know, like, ooh, dude, I don't want a leg to, like, like, a vein to rupture in my leg and just start, like, spraying blood out of my leg without even, like, yeah, hurting myself. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust it. I think that's bullshit. Anyway, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's pictures. I mean... It's not like I have a better... Like theory, I just as as to why her own blood that matched her DNA was like sprayed all over the house. Yeah, I mean, come on, like it just seems like you would check your. You'd be like, oh my god, like I. I mean, that's what that's what Minnie did. She checked herself. She checked her husband. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I get that. I get that. Like, I I don't know why they didn't immediately like. I don't know. Check the two people who were there. Be like, yo, you guys got a fucking cut on you? And when your varicose veins burst? Ugh. Nah, I don't. I, that's. I don't like that answer. I think there's a <laughs> uh, another bloody house out there and they just are trying to keep it on the DL. They read about Minnie and Willie and they're like, you know what? They screamed at the house and it fucking knocked it off. They're like, yeah, it was, you know, the husband was being passive aggressive about her veins. And so he's like, tell him it was your fucking veins popped. Or, <laughs> or maybe the police conspire. They're like, we don't want it. We don't want to deal with this, even though we're in a completely different country. Yeah, they saw um, what happened. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like, you like, know what? We no. don't want to. We don't want to field all these phone calls from paranormal researchers and, and yeah. stuff. So we're just gonna say, like, oh, look at that! It's your own blood. You must have bled. Yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> that, that's what the lab says. DNA confirms it. Yep. You, mu- you must have bled out your leg, now, and you didn't know it. Case closed. Captain, next case. <laughs> That's right. Well, this uh, last bleeding house story I have is about a man named Thomas Kennedy, who all of a sudden noticed that his wall was bleeding on uh, one fine day. 
it was literally just like oozing blood and it was running down like uh like his kitchen wall like under his cupboards (laughs) that's a pain in the ass place to clean too it is it is so i'm just uh gonna go ahead and uh read the article verbatim And this article comes from www.nydailynews.com. It was a scene straight out of a horror flick. Thomas Kennedy's wall was bleeding. You read that right. A bleeding wall. But Kennedy wasn't living the Amityville horror. He was simply an apartment dweller in the Oklahoma City suburbs. So he wiped the vertical red rivers off and didn't think twice. Okay, pause right here. Like, your wall is fucking bleeding and you just, like, wipe it up and go on with your life? Like, I don't know. That's just that Midwestern, like, you know, uh, pragmatism or whatever, you know? I guess so. It's like, well, your walls bleed, you just deal with it. You wipe it up, you move on. (laughs) When life gives you a lemon, you make lemonade. When life gives you blood, you wipe it up. (laughs) Or you make blood aid, I guess. Quote. The damn damn blood main burst again. (laughs) Nothing you can do but just clean up the mess. (laughs) Quote, I got a sponge and I wiped it, end quote. (laughs) That's what Kennedy told Oklahoma TV station KOCO. But the deluge in the kitchen kept on coming. Quote, as soon as I wiped it, it started coming down again, end quote, Kenny said. Kennedy said, I'm sorry. Police were eventually called, and they gave a surprising diagnosis. Quote, as soon as they looked at it, that's what they said. This is blood, end quote, Kennedy recalled. <laughs> they got the... Uh... They got the they're smartest crack, cops on they the got force. Their crack there. team on it, yeah. <laughs> I walk in like, dude, this is blood. <laughs> <laughs> By God, it's blood. <laughs> now Kennedy shared a photo of the gruesome scene on Facebook Saturday. In it, three rivers of blood flowed down the back of an open cabinet with a half-empty bottle of ketchup and pepper shaker sitting inside. The blood dripped past an electrical outlet and disappeared behind a small countertop backsplash. Police reportedly found an unidentified neighbor dead upstairs. The unlucky individual fell and hit their head. Oh, God. Yes. And just bled out into uh, Thomas Kennedy's walls. Instead of like Doc Brown and them coming up with, you know, the flux capacitor, which is what makes time travel possible. They instead bled out alone in, uh, alone in their apartment. Yes, yes. It was, it was unfortunate. The unlucky individual fell and hit their head, but the death was deemed to be of natural causes, according to Kennedy. He said a biohazard crew stripped his wall down to the studs at Fairfax Apartment in Midwest City, Oklahoma. And Kennedy is living elsewhere for now while yeah. they get all the blood. Fuck. Um, That's... So. Uh... That's not great. I don't like yeah, that. But one. do you believe it? Is oh, the no, I can believe that. I mean, <laughs> they found the body. They're not just some fucking mystery paper cut you didn't feel made like half your blood drain out of your body and you're fucking fine. It happened again and you still didn't notice. It's like, come on. Come on. 
All right. Well, we're going to stick in Oklahoma. Uh, I've oh, got okay. The last, the last story of the episode here is just from Gizmodo. Nobody wants Oklahoma's proposed Bigfoot hunting season. This article came out on one twenty-two Oklahoma State Rep. Justin Humphrey is no stranger to taking what you can call some uh, pretty controversial stances on things like abortion access, gay rights, and police brutality. Now you can add Bigfoot to the list. This week, Humphrey filed an official bill calling for the creation of a yearly Bigfoot hunting season. Aside from setting rules for hunting this hairy cryptid, House Bill 1648, which there's a link to uh, on this article, would also direct the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation to set the dates when this season would take place and any Bigfoot-specific hunting licenses or fees. Humphrey explained in a statement that he plans to work with his state's Wildlife and Tourism Department to hammer out the final language of his bill to clarify that the goal isn't to kill the elusive cryptid per se, but to trap it for what we can only assume are top-secret Bigfoot research purposes. <laughs> he added that he also plans to secure at least a $25,000 bounty for the first person that can successfully snag the creature. I bet that any magazine would pay you like 15 times that. Oh yeah, for sure. If you had a if you had Bigfoot. If you had Bigfoot, yeah. yeah. Or a like Bigfoot, yeah. $25,000. Please, I I'd, I'd be I'd have start a bidding war like I would sell it for yeah. less than a million. She's you're a smart woman. Yeah, twenty five thousand, like maybe like in nineteen fucking fifty or something. Like. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of na native Oklahomans who will say their state is the biggest hub of Bigfoot activity, and their claims have drummed up a steady stream of tourism and tourism dollars over the years. And that's what this bill is largely about. Washington State actually has the most Bigfoot sightings and texas that, is like second or third so yeah i believe sorry, that oklahoma. i mean washington is like total like bigfoot country yeah, um yeah. oklahoma Oregon, i don't really lot. think of it a whole lot but i have heard about the the bigfoot hunting season before oh yeah yeah establishing an actual hunting season and issuing licenses for people who want to hunt bigfoot will just draw more people to our already beautiful part of the state humphrey said adding that a lot of people don't believe in bigfoot but a lot of people do just like some people like to go deer hunting, while some don't. You can add the aforementioned Wildlife Department to the list of skeptics. A staffer at the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation bluntly told one local ABC News affiliate that they don't recognize Bigfoot in the state of Oklahoma. And this was the first they were hearing of the proposal. <laughs> They're probably just so sick of hearing about it. They're just like, yeah, look, probably. <laughs> motherfuckers. Even Bigfoot true believers don't seem to be on board with the bill. D.W. Lee, who heads the Mid-American Bigfoot Research Center, told another news station that he didn't see how the bill is anything more than a misguided cash grab. No shit. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. I mean, you shouldn't... I mean, first of all, uh, I don't think it's very wise to go out and hunt Bigfoot. Bigfoot doesn't tend to, like, cause a bunch of trouble. Um, oh, uh, also, on that same note, you're sending about out a bunch of dudes with guns to hunt yeah. something that looks and is shaped like a human being. I know. This just seems like it's not going to like, end well. It seems like a, no. an excuse for people to get like loaded and run around with guns shooting at things. And accidentally and... shoot their friends or some other people's friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
This is just a recipe for disaster. This isn't going to like bring anything good to Oklahoma at all, in my opinion. In fact, the article goes on to say, it gives people the idea that they, they can go out and shoot at any two-legged thing that's out in the woods. Right. He added, and what's going to happen when they shoot at someone that's got a black hoodie on the top up and dark pants? It's really a dangerous thing to even consider. Yeah, this was not the best idea by... No. Uh, what was it? The governor is the one who like was... something. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> state representative. State representative. Yeah. yeah. Great job. <laughs> uh, some Oklahoma residents seem to agree, at least according to a Reddit thread sparked by news of the bill. One snidely called Humphrey's idea the I shot some hairy person thinking he was a Bigfoot bill. Should the Bigfoot bill pass, it would go into action by November 1st. Yeah, that just seems like a bad idea to me. Yeah. I'm not on board with it. Again, he's telling people to go shoot out things that look like people. Probably a pretty pretty bad idea. Not going to end well. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unlikely it's going to end well. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. You can check us out on our social media pages at Stranger Than or Stranger Than Podcast, uh, which, whichever one. I mean, we're not at that many social media places. We got a Facebook group and stuff, but we're really bad about it. We uh, are. We're just, you know, we're, we're not social media savvy. No, we're just not. So, yeah, I don't. I've got enough going on in real life to have worry about social media that much. Right. Um, but you can follow us there if you'd like. And, you know, occasionally we'll post memes or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can also check out the podcast syndicate we are a part of, ageofradio.org. Our little section is ageofradio.org slash stranger than, where you can stream our episodes. You can also join our Patreon, patreon.com slash stranger than podcast. There for $1, you can just, you know, appreciate our us. Uh, for $2, you get ad-free regular episodes, and for $5, you get an additional true crime episode where Joanna tells you terrible things about terrible people. And with that, I'll, we will talk to you next time. And stay strange.